Welcome to the Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Courtney Quinn. I'm a corporate dropout turned serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping female business owners step into your power and reach your full potential in business and in life. I'm on a mission to empower more women to become their own boss while teaching them how to do it in a healthy, scalable way that supports your dream life so that you're running a business and not owning a business that runs you. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or you're still toying with the idea of diving into your own business, you're in the right place if you're looking for tools to support you as you are navigating the world of entrepreneurship as a woman, because I'm going to get real with you on how to do so. Let's dive in to today's episode. Welcome to today's solo episode of the Female CEO Show. Today's episode is going to be a little different. I want to talk to you about kind of what I've been experiencing with my health lately, but more importantly, like how to be your own advocate and also birth control. So we're going to dive into that because I feel like this is a very important conversation that no one is really having, or at least we're not having it enough. And I really want to dive into this with you. But first, today's episode of the Female CEO Show podcast is brought to you by Tiny Little Chef. Tiny Little Chef seasonings are all natural, gluten-free, vegan. They have no additives. They are all natural. They are incredible. It is a female-owned and operated business. Christy is the owner. She is a classically trained chef and took the skills that she learned in culinary school and as a professional caterer and created all of these absolutely incredible custom seasonings. They are absolutely delicious. I do consider myself to be a bit of a chef and they really, really up level my dishes. My favorite right now is the Taste of Arizona. It's kind of Mexican inspired with like cilantro and cumin and lots of other delicious stuff in there. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I love making Mexican food at home. My other favorites though are the original house, which is just like a good classic, kind of goes on everything. And her inflammation buster is also one of the best sellers. It's incredible, filled with so many good little things to help with your inflammation to bring that down, which was actually inspired by her sister, who I think has rheumatoid arthritis. And she created this seasoning blend for her sister and it helped her sister see incredible results and decrease the inflammation that she had in her joints. And now it's one of her best sellers. So you should check that out. But you can get 15% off at tinylittlechef.com using the code Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y. Simple and easy, 15% off. You have to check out this female-owned and operated company. The seasonings are seriously so freaking good. And the bottles are really big. There's like, like I got it in the mail and was like, whoa, this is like a double the size that I was expecting it to be. So you get a lot of bang for your buck. There's a lot of seasoning in there. Oh, it's so good. You have to try it. 15% off on tinylittlechef.com using the code Courtney. Okay. Now let's get a little personal, friends. So I was part of, put, la, 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 put on hormonal birth control. At the age of like 15, 16, uh, for some 
and what I would consider now to be like very mild acne. <laughs> and at the time, you know, I was like 15, 16, I was excited. I was like, yes, I got birth control. I got it easy. I got it from my dermatologist. Like I don't have to go see a gynecologist or have any awkward conversations like score. Yeah. So no one told me any side effects that could happen, any of the risks of being on birth control. And I just took that and I popped those pills every day for like 10 years. <laughs> and it was actually my boyfriend who had been you know, looking into the side effects, seeing stuff about long-term effects of birth control. And he was like, I really think you should come off of it. And I was like, ha, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I feel fine. I'm good. And like, didn't want to risk that. And then like, that was like two years ago. And then it kind of comes up again and it kind of keeps coming up. And then a, he brings it up again. And I'm like, actually, you know what? Like, you're probably right. This has just been like a giant bandaid on my body since I was like 15. So essentially from the years of like 15 to 25, my body was on autopilot, especially my reproductive system, which being a woman who does want to have a family in the future, not right now, in the future, I was like, you know what? I probably should come off of birth control and heal my body, heal my reproductive system before it is time for us to want to have kids. Because how like stressful would that be to be like, okay, yeah, let's have kids come off birth control and nothing. Like, it can't get pregnant. So I decided to come off of birth control, which I was very scared about because they say typically whatever you go on birth control for, whatever that symptom is, for me it was acne, for some people it's painful or heavy periods, irregular periods, whatever it is that you go on it for will typically come back. That issue will come back, will resurge once you're off the pill. And I was really scared to get acne. Oh my gosh. I was so scared for my skin, but I went ahead and did it anyways. And I read the book Beyond the Pill, which if you are off of birth, like if you have come off of hormonal birth control, I recommend that you read it. If you are on hormonal birth control, I recommend that you read it. If you're thinking about coming off of hormonal birth control, I recommend that you read it. If you're thinking about going on hormonal birth control, I really recommend that you read it. Basically, I feel like every woman needs to read this book because these side effects, the symptoms, the risks that you are putting yourself at by being on the pill or honestly any hormonal birth control at all is so frightening. I was reading this book just in shock of what I had put my body through and what I was potentially setting myself up to suffer from in the future. It's really, really scary shit. It's really, really real. And I felt so betrayed that my dermatologist at age 15 had just put me on birth control and was just like, here you go. This will fix your acne. Miracle pill. Big old band-aid. Right, we weren't trying to get to the root cause of why I had acne. Like, <sighs> so frustrating, so scary. Beyond the pill, read it. Um, 
really, really scary stuff. But anyway, so I read that and it was giving, it's like a 30 day protocol as you come off the pill of what to do to heal your body. And so I was figuring out what supplements I should be taking to support my body as I was coming off the pill to hopefully like mitigate the symptoms as much as I could. And a lot of this was driven by not wanting to get acne. I'm like, okay, what can I do? And so I figured out, you know, what kind of like what my hormones were probably doing based off of symptoms, based off of quizzes in the book. And I found out like the issues that I was most concerned about, found supplements that she was recommending, ordered all of those. And I was supplementing myself because the, uh, the pill really depletes your body of minerals and it can be really damaging to your gut. And then coming off of it, it's going to be rough on your skin, all of the things. So I was locked and loaded. I was ready to go. Came off the pill. The first month was great. I felt like I had so much more energy. I felt happy. Second month comes, boom. <laughs> like I'm kind of crashing. And I kind of like, I just felt really down. I felt low energy. I was sad. I was emotional. And like my hormones are on a roller coaster trying to figure out what the heck to do, how they operate naturally on their own without being fed all of these synthetic hormones on a daily basis after having been fed that for 10 years straight. So I knew it was going to be a bit of a roller coaster, but I will say coming off of the pill was not anywhere near as bad as I expected it to be. I was really scared to come off of the pill and that fear kept me on it probably for like an extra two years than I should have been. And it really isn't that bad. It was not that bad for me. And I know everyone's going to have a different experience, but I was very pleasantly surprised at how not bad it was. So if you feel like you're in the same boat, know that I had a positive experience coming off of the pill for the most part. So I have also been dealing with, well, I guess, okay, so month two, I'm kind of down and out. Um, and then like month three, got a little bit better. And month four, like we're good again. I feel like everything's balanced. And I actually had my hormones tested and my hormones are all balanced, all natural, all good. Honestly, can't freaking believe it. But it's incredible what your body can do on its own. And when you're supplementing it right, taking care of it, it's incredible. So everything is all good there, except I haven't had my period in four months. I was reading and it is normal for it to take like up to three months to get your period back because that's how long it takes for a follicle to mature is three months. So I was kind of expecting to get it and I didn't get it. But like I, my body, like I feel like I'm going through the phases of my cycle now. Like I can kind of tell and I thought I was going to get my period. Like I felt like I was PMSing. I thought I ovulated. Apparently I didn't. Um, but it's really, it's been really interesting like feeling these different feelings in my body and understanding like the waves and the flow of my cycle. And I've really been looking into cycle syncing and learning about how to support myself through that. Unfortunately, I technically don't have a cycle right now to be able to sync it with, which is frustrating, but we're working on getting it back. So it's all good. Um, so I go to the gynecologist for my yearly checkup just to get like the checkup, pap smear, you know, all the good, super fun stuff. And they're like, when was the date of your last period? And I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure it was September. 
like September. Yeah. And my doctor was like, Oh, and was like very concerned about this. And I was like, it's only been four months. Like I read that it, like a, it takes three months for a follicle to mature. Like I'm really not concerned about it yet. I feel like my body's going through the motions. It's just trying to figure it out because I haven't had a real period in over 10 years, which did you know that just like a little quick little fun fact when you have a period air quotes on hormonal birth control, it's not a real period. It's just a withdrawal bleed because you don't have those hormones. So it like wasn't an actual period because you're not actually ovulating. Crazy. Anyways, so I haven't had, I haven't ovulated. I haven't had a period in like 10 years. So we're, we've got some things to work through. We're working on it. I'm not that concerned about it. But my doctor was really concerned. So she takes blood work, which sucks. Man, I hate blood work. Um, but I was a big girl and I did it. So it was okay um, to test my hormones and thyroid and then she wants to do um an ultrasound because she thinks i have pcos which is polycystic ovarian syndrome which means you have cysts on your ovaries which can prevent you from ovulating and like releasing the egg and then getting your period all of that good stuff but it is one of the leading causes of infertility so that really scared me i was really really scared and then my thyroid came back normal my hormones totally normal Cannot believe it. And I had the ultrasound. Totally fine. Normal. We're good. And then my doctor was like, well, do you want to go back on birth control? Get your period? <laughs> I was, when I tell you, I was so pissed. I was like, no. What? Like, you, what? You want me to just slap a big old band-aid over this? give myself a synthetic period again, only to have to deal with this in another three, five years when I want to have kids? Like, are you fucking kidding me? You are the problem. No, I don't want to go back on the pill. So please fucking advocate for yourselves, ladies. Oh my gosh, I am, I'm getting angry again a whole week later, reliving this. Oh my gosh. And then after my ultrasound, I had like a follow-up appointment. She asked again. She tried to get me to go back on birth control. And I was like, no, please, please, please advocate for yourselves. Know that you can make your own decisions when it comes to your health and the things that you are putting in your body. And understand that no one is going to care <laughs> about you or your body as much as you. <sighs> it's so frustrating. Like, it. it it's not even like that specific doctor. It's just like, I feel like all of them, like they are taught that like, this is a miracle drug. This will fix your problems. Like they probably aren't taught all of the awful, scary side effects. Like we aren't either when we're prescribed it. I don't know, but it seems like a, it's a quick, easy fix for them to get the results and be like, okay, check, you know, fix that patient. She's good to go. Got her period back. Check. Did my job. On to the next one. I mean, just thinking of how many patients they see each day, like, ugh. please advocate for yourselves. Know that it's okay to say no to a doctor when they're giving you recommendations. So, and then she, she tried to get me to do an IUD, all of this stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to get to the root cause here of the problem. Like I'm trying to heal my body in preparation of having children in the future I don't just want to slap a Band-Aid on this and forget about this issue for a few more years only to have to go through this all again. Like, how does that make any sense? Please advocate for yourselves.
So also, as this is going on, like I just decided like in 2023, like I'm dealing with my health, I'm getting to know my body, I'm getting to the root cause of things, I'm figuring things out, I'm healing. I've also been dealing with some like really chronic bloating for like two years, probably like a long time. And uh, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go to the doctor for this, see what we can do. Um, and I wanted to get a GI map done to see what was going on in my gut. Doctor told me that would be a waste of money, but that she wanted to check my thyroid and that, um, oh, and that I probably had a gluten or dairy intolerance, which is just like a knee jerk reaction for a lot of doctors to be like, you have a gluten or dairy intolerance. But thinking of my history, I was like, actually, you know what? Like gluten, like I do think that inflames me. Like that would make sense. I'll kind of explore that. Just like you need to go on an elimination diet I was like, okay. I was asking questions, how to do it, what to do, what she recommended. She told me, Google it. You can Google it. I was like, are you joking? What, 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 what? Why am I here? Why am I paying you? If you're just going to tell me to go home and Google it. She's like, WebMD has a good article on it. And I was like, mother of God, are you kidding me? WebMD? It's probably going to tell me that I have cancer too. So... <laughs> advocate for yourself. Anyways, so I'm eliminating gluten from my diet, but I know that there's still something more wrong. And at the end of the day, like a truly balanced, healthy gut and body, like can eat all foods and not have an intolerance. So there's something going on that like is causing me to have a gluten intolerance or is causing me to have an intolerance to something else that's causing me to be bloated. So I'm trying to get to the root cause of that. My friend is a personal trainer and recommended a dietitian to me. I talked to the dietitian and she says that she thinks I have probably like a bacterial overgrowth or something, which can make you sensitive to certain foods. And for me, it might be gluten and some other things that we don't know. And she was like, have you, have you done a GI map? And I was like, <laughs> no, I wanted to. I went to the doctor to get one done. And she wouldn't order it for me. The doctor literally told me that it would be a waste of money. And the dietitian was like, oh my gosh, like this is the problem. But she also told me, I'm landing the plane. The stories are coming together, okay? She also told me that imbalances in your gut can cause your cycle to shut down. Oh, so it's not PCOS. It's not a gluten intolerance. My bloating and my missing period are intertwined in that there is stress on my body, in my gut. My gut is inflamed and that causes stress, which is going to shut down other systems in my body, i.e. my cycle. My cycle's trying to come back. You know, I got off the pill. It's trying to come back. But there's other stuff going on that my cycle can't take priority. Isn't that interesting? Neither doctors said anything remotely about either of those at all. And the gynecologist, she just wanted to put me on another pill to like induce a period. Said nothing about diet. Nothing. And I was like, you know, why is this? Why is this happening? Why am I not ovulating? Why am I not having a period? Uh, and she said, I have no idea. Everything looks perfect. I'm not sure. And that was it. And she's like, if you don't get a period in three months, give me a call. 
and literally walked out of the room, like didn't ask if I had questions, like just left. And I was like, what? But I knew because I'd already talked to the dietitian before this appointment about what was probably going on. And then when she said the results were all good, everything looked normal. I was like, interesting. Okay. So it's my diet, I guess. And so I'm going to go on like an anti-inflammatory diet and heal my gut, heal the inflammation in my body, get rid of the bacteria overgrowth that might be in my gut. And not only am I going to heal my gut, um, tackle this bloating issue that I've been dealing with, going to get my period back. And it's all going to be around food. It's going to be around my diet. No medications, no pills, no prescriptions, no more band-aids. I'm getting to the root cause of what is going on inside of my body. And I am so excited and I feel so empowered to do this. And all of this is really just to say, like, you know you and your body better than anyone else. You are the only one who will care about your body, about your symptoms more than any doctor. You live in your body every day. Trust yourself, trust your gut, and advocate for yourself. If you're not getting the answers that you want, don't settle for that. Keep digging. You have to be your own advocate. You have to be your own advocate, which is really frustrating and it doesn't seem like you should have to be, but that is the world that we live in right now and that we have to be. So don't take medications that you do not want to take. If you know, you're like, no, I'm done with this. Like I, I want to get to the root cause. I don't want to put on this bandaid. And I know like there are medications that need to be taken. Not all medications are created equal. Not all medications are bad. If you are on medication, I am not shaming you. I'm also not a doctor at all. This is just my experience that I am sharing in that the medications that were given to me as an option were just going to be band-aids to cover up the issue. And there was no effort to try and get to the root cause of why this was happening or any effort to actually heal it. It was just going to be a band-aid to be like, oh, okay, we're checking the boxes now because we have a period or we're checking the boxes now because you're not eating gluten and that's a really common irritant and your bloat has gone down a little bit. So I did my job. It's not right still. Advocate for yourself and educate yourself. Educate yourselves on the medications you're taking, on the side effects, on the long-term effects that they can cause. Shit is scary. I cannot believe that I did not know these like birth control side effects. I will let you educate yourself on those. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and spiel them off, but highly recommend looking into that. And in 2023, we are getting to know our bodies. We're getting to the root cause of things. We're going to stop putting band-aids and we are just going to glow the fuck up. And I'm so excited. So that's a little update on what has been going on with my health and just like how I've been approaching it. And I just want to advocate for you if you are struggling with anything like I hear you, I see you, and I encourage you to keep pushing and to keep figuring it out for yourself because only you can really know what's going on inside your body. And if something is not right, regardless of if the doctor listens to you or not, there are always other options. There are other people that you can go see. 
Maybe you just need a second opinion. Maybe you just need to change your diet. I don't know. So I'll keep you updated. <laughs> I'm excited, but also a little nervous. <laughs> I am not a dieter. Like I am very much a <laughs> like live my best life, like eat the ice cream when I want the ice cream, like everything in moderation kind of thing. But like, I don't restrict myself when it comes to food. So I am interested to see how this goes. This is definitely going to be like a test on my willpower, but it's going to be so worth it um, because it is going to be, you know, like it's medicine. Like I'm, I'm treating myself. I'm not doing it for weight loss. I'm not doing it for anything like that. Um, it feels like this is almost my only option. And it's just mind blowing to me that neither doctor that I went to said anything about this at all. Isn't that crazy? So like get out there, do your research, talk to other people, get opinions, talk to your friends, DM people on Instagram who you think might be able to help you and just get some insight. It's tough out there as a woman. <laughs> so, oh, last thing, I guess, kind of dealing with health as well. I did talk to my doctor about ADHD because in that incredible episode with Jamie Cotino, if you have not listened to that episode of the podcast, Overcoming ADHD, Outsmarting ADHD um, with Jamie Cotino, you have to listen to that, especially if you feel like you might have ADHD or you have like ADHD tendencies. It's something over the past few years that I've been like, mm, do I have ADHD? Like, I kind of think I have ADHD, but like, it's not official. And part of me kind of like, downplayed it like my symptoms aren't that severe like I know people like really really struggle with this surely I'm just being dramatic like I don't have ADHD well I talked to my doctor about it and she gave me like a little quiz basically to take home and your girl scored severe <laughs> on a lot of them so yikes but Jamie was talking about in this episode, it might have been like episode six or something. You'll have to go back. It's so good. Um, but how so many of the metrics that women are graded on essentially or measured on in healthcare are based off of male standards. Yeah. <laughs> what? Doesn't that seem fucked? So also no, if your doctor's like, yeah, no, you're in the normal ranges who are those normal ranges based off of? Because as a woman, even like part of that, because it can be a lot harder for a woman to be diagnosed with ADHD because we have more of the inattentive tendencies and less of the hyperactive tendencies. Same with little girls compared to little boys with ADD, ADHD. Same with women and men. I There's like nothing hyperactive about me. <laughs> and... But I have that very, like, I have severe inattentiveness when it comes to that part of ADHD. So I guess technically it's like ADD. Anyways, um, but don't be afraid to have those conversations. Like, make appointments, have those conversations, but also advocate for yourself, educate yourself, and know what's going on. And definitely, like, don't just take the answer as is if it's not something you're happy with. If you're like, no, that doesn't sit right with me. Like, that's not, no, that's not cool. Push that. Like, don't be afraid to tell that to your doctor. Like, is this actually helping us get to the root cause or is this just putting a Band-Aid on it? Because, like, I'm here to get to the root cause. Or go find someone else to talk to. And it will all be okay and I'm proud of you. And we will figure this all out.
but I'm also kind of hoping that changing my diet might help with the ADD, like the brain fog, clearing up my gut because of the gut brain connection. And I'm also hoping that changing my diet might give me some more energy. And I say this, like I eat unhealthy and I eat crap all the time and I don't, I am like a very conscious eater, but apparently there's some cleaning up that can be done. So I will keep you updated on that journey as I go through it. If that's something that you're interested in, um, DM me if you are. So I know, and yeah, we'll see what happens, but I just like, we got real personal, real vulnerable here, but I feel like this was just a really important message to share because I know I'm not the only one who's going through this in any of these capacities, like bloating cycles, missed periods, hormonal birth control, just having to advocate for yourself in general. All of this are things that we are all struggling with. Um, and I feel like that are not talked about like they should be. So I want this to be a place where we can have those taboo, nuanced conversations, talk about the things that people aren't talking about because we need to be talking about them. So if there are any things that you want to be talking about that we are not, or you think people aren't, I don't know, DM me, let me know. Let's talk about these things. Um, actually in, okay, so on the Female CEO Show podcast, Instagram at the Female CEO Show, in the highlights, there is a highlight called Q&A and there is a link and it's going to take you to an anonymous little Dropbox question box in Google Drive where you can drop questions or topics anonymously that you want to hear talked about on this show. Isn't that cool? Isn't that fun? <laughs> so if there's anything that you like, you do want to talk about, but you're like, oh my God, I don't want to DM Courtney about that. Or like, it just feels a little too personal. You can put it in the anonymous Dropbox and we'll do some Either we can do like some Q&A episodes or if the topic is enough like for a whole show, I can just riff on that and we'll talk about that specific topic. But that way, like I want you to feel heard. I want you to be getting the information out of the show that you want to be. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. Don't forget to rate us. Give us five stars on iTunes, on Spotify, if you will. And if you review the podcast, you rate it. And if you review it, you leave like a written review. Take a screenshot of your review. Send it to hello at femaleceo.show. And I will be sending you some little Female CEO Show merch as a token of my appreciation for your support of the show, of listening, of reviewing it. When you review the show, it helps us get out there a little bit more. It helps spread the word, all of that good stuff, so more people can join in on this community and join the female CEO movement. And with that, I thank you for listening to today's episode of the Female CEO Show Podcast, and I will catch you in the next episode.